You're now listening to the Audible Sanctuary that delves into the transformative power of embracing the more tender aspects of femininity. I'm your host, Dale Pasco, committed to making the allure of gentleness irresistible and showing you that it's safe to live in the soft side of womanhood. Hey y'all, welcome back to She's So Soft. We've officially made it to our two month mark, which means we're eight episodes in. And I just want to take this moment to thank God for consistency. You hear me? I am so elated because I was checking the analytics and I saw that we have two new continents that's rocking with us. Those being Australia and Africa. I was so, so, so happy to see that. So hello, to everybody across the waters. Also to those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. I did want to mention that if anybody ever has a topic or a question at hand that they would like posed on one of these episodes, feel free to shoot me an email, which you can find in the podcast description on any platform. I'm open to receiving topic ideas or answering any questions that you may have via one of our episodes. I'm also thankful for those who leave comments and give feedback and even share testimonials with me. I'm grateful that this podcast is touching your life and just helping you to continue to become, to love yourself more, to understand your worth and your value, and to never put yourself on a sale because you are literally that chick. So before we get into the episode for today, y'all know we like to say some affirmations and hype ourselves up. And I invite you to say the following with me. I rely on who God tells me I am, which frees me from the pressure to pretend. I choose to be it every day, knowing that my actions align with my dreams and aspirations. I will be intentional with who and what I focus on, being that I become what I behold. I envision the most effective, influential, healthy, whole, loving, and wealthy version of myself, and I live as her daily. Today, I choose to enjoy the journey of becoming who God says I already am. So write those down, speak them often, and remember they're most effective when applied with action. All right, y'all. So as I mentioned, we are on episode eight last week. We spoke about assets and liabilities in the form of actually being a person, right? So we looked at if you were living as an asset or if you were living as a liability. If you're still not sure, then go back and listen again and choose to be an asset no matter where you are in life or who you are doing life with at the time. It's so crazy how we can live as liabilities and disrupt the course of our lives and even the lives of others because of our own ignorance or our unwillingness to do the work. So I really hope that everyone is making the steps to make sure you're being an asset no matter what space you're stepping in. This week, we're going to tear down the lie of faking it until you make it, because I absolutely hate that term, which is what some liabilities do. Instead, I'm going to help you see that you already are who God says you are. You just have to be it until you see it. Because when you see you the right way, 
you'll be the right way and eventually see the things that you have been living as. So before we get into this, one reason this was on my heart is because I often hear fake it until you make it, fake it until you make it. And I feel like that is such a cop out and a setup for you to fail in life, which I'm going to jump into because I'm already getting ahead of myself a little bit. But why would you want to show up as a fake version of who you are in order to make it to a specific place? In order to make it to the ordained places that God has for you, you need to be the most real and authentic version of yourself. And one thing I know is that it's levels to becoming and it's time to step it up a few notches. So as always, y'all know I like to ask questions. And my question for you this week is, have you been living as the person you've envisioned yourself to be? I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about that. Have you been living as the person you've envisioned yourself to be? So if you have an ideal life in mind and you're not living as that person, you probably answered no. But I want to challenge that a little bit and let you know that whether you're living as the woman you admire or the woman that makes your skin crawl because you're not living up to your expectations of self, I'm here to let you know that you've definitely been living as the woman you've envisioned yourself to be. The definition of envision is to imagine as a future possibility or to visualize. So it's possible that although you think of becoming someone much better, that your mind is telling you that it's not possible to be her. And as a result, your imagination may be set on who you still are or who you may never get the chance to become. And if either of these do not look like who God says you are, both of those are lies. So let's break this down a little bit. How you view yourself matters. It actually matters more than you may even realize. How you view yourself is all about self-image and self-actualization, but we're going to talk about self-image. Self-image is the personal view or mental picture that we have of ourselves. So per Cleveland Clinic's article, Fostering a Positive Self-Image, self-image is an internal dictionary that describes the characteristics of self, including but not limited to your intelligence, the view of your beauty, whether you believe you're talented or not, if you're choosing to live as a selfish being, your level of kindness, and much more. How you imagine yourself to be is how you will allow yourself to be. And when you can't see beyond who you've been, you will allow yourself to limit who you become. Allow. All of this is about what you allow. So another question, who are you right now? In this moment, who are you? I'm not posing this question to push you to think of who you've been living as, but who you need to live as. In order to allow the true you to become present, you have to visualize who God says you actually are, even if you can't see her in action right now. Who you live as in this moment impacts the future you. When I mention the future, 
don't just think about 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from today. Although those times definitely matter and are dependent on what you choose to do and who you choose to be in this moment, let's think about tomorrow or even in the next 10 seconds. Who are you now? Who does God say you are now? You can become your ideal version of self as soon as you change your mind and make the decision to become her. So one thing you hear often is, you know, healing takes time and becoming takes time. And it may, you know, we're waiting on time to have its or to, you know, go through its full course for us to become what we're waiting for. And although there are processes to everything which requires time, I believe that you can change your mind in the split of a second to say what's going to happen in the next couple of seconds or tomorrow by your actions. So if you've been living beneath the identity that God has given you, you can make it up in your mind right now to come into agreement with who he says you are. And from this moment forward, challenge yourself to challenge everything that tells you that you're opposite of what God says. So if the enemy comes to you every day and says, I just want to let you know you're real ugly, you make it up in your mind that you're going to challenge that thought every single time. God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that I'm beautiful. I believe that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe that I'm beautiful. I believe that nobody looks like me. And because of that, I am beautiful. Even if I don't look like anybody else or what society says is beauty, God says I'm beautiful. I believe what God says, and I believe that I am beautiful. So in a split moment, you're doing the work to change your mind. And you may not fully believe it in that moment. Your mind may still be telling you, girl, you know you are not beautiful. You know you're ugly. You remember what your mom and dad told you when you were younger. You know what people at school said about you. You know what you see when you look in the mirror. It's up to you to change the narrative that's going on in your mind. And it doesn't have to take 20 years. It doesn't have to take five days. It doesn't have to take 30 seconds. It can happen right now if you just choose to challenge the negative thoughts and make up in your mind that you're going to agree with God's thoughts about you no matter what. So you don't have to go through a season of faking it until you make it. Like, let's throw that out the window. Simply choose to be it until you see it. So you may be saying like, okay, Day, like, how do I do this? This seems really phony. It seems like I'm just acting. Well, wouldn't faking it until you make it be phony? Phony is being fake until you make it to your ideal destination or actualization. That's phony. Because what you establish is built on fake personalities, habits, and living What's actualized will not be real either. Actualization is the process of bringing something into existence or the realistic representation of something. So just because something or someone is being represented does not mean it's actually the real thing. 
counterfeits are able to present themselves as real. However, they are false and illegitimate. They're straight up fraudulent, corrupt, dishonest, shady, crooked, dishonorable, illegal, and unauthorized. So do you want who you become or present yourself to be, to be authorized in your future? I hope you said yes. I hope you know that the authentic you has true authorization to future blessings and your destiny to unlocking your destiny. But when you live as the fraudulent you, you have no authorization to touch anything that God has set aside for you. It's imperative that you do the work in this moment to continue to become who you have truly imagined yourself to be. So let's dig, let's dig a little bit deeper into it. Let's dig a little deeper into being it until you see it. To be what you desire to see requires that you know who God has said and continues to say that you are, even when you're living outside of who he knows you're supposed to be. If God says that you are the head and not the tail, but you choose to live as the tail until opportunities to become the head are presented, then you're living an illegitimate life. And let me tell you something, opportunities to live as the head will not present themselves to you. If they do show up, your false being won't recognize them because their default is to look for false opportunities. If you're living as a false being in a false identity, then that false identity is looking for false opportunities, even if it kind of resembles the real thing. Fakeness attracts even more fakeness. You'll ultimately be living as a counterfeit and what's for you will not be drawn to you or recognize who you're pretending to be. Now, on the other hand, if you choose to live as the head, although you feel like the tail, remember, feel, God can build upon that and more opportunities to unfold your headship will be presented. It's all principles. In this place, living as the head will be legitimate, honest on your on your part, true, pure, and authorizing. You'll receive more access to what's for you because you're living as who God has declared you to be. To be it until you see it means, God, I'm going to trust you and trust what you say about me, no matter how I feel, because feelings are not fact. And feelings are also not truth. They may be real experiences, but God's word is true and trumps any feeling that you may have. So feeling like a tail and living as the tail are two totally different things. You can feel like a tail some days and still choose to live as the head. Just because you feel a way doesn't mean you have to live as that said thing. So let me say that part again. Feeling like a tail and living as the tail are two totally different things. You can feel like a tail on some days and still choose to live as the head. Just because you feel a way does not mean you have to live what you're feeling. 
So what are you imagining yourself to be? The head or the tail? In order to tear down the lies that tell you, girl, you know you're the tail, you have to just put in some work. You're going to have to put in some work. This work may take a while to actualize. However, you can put it into practice until you're fully able to see what you have been living as. So number one, you have to see yourself as the head. How do you do this? Find every verse you can about being the head and who God says you are and his thoughts about you and read them daily. And ask him to help you to believe what you're reading so that it can permeate in your heart. Write affirmations about being the head and not the tail and speak them daily. Read books on being the head, kingship, authority, rulership, being above and not beneath, and apply what you learn to your life. Number four, pray every single day and teach your soul to remain in a place of prayer. Even when you can't pull away to lay on your face, seek God and ask that he reveal who you are to him. Number five, know God for yourself and learn of his ways. When you do this, you'll find that you begin to learn of yourself because you were made in his image. Number six, cast down every feigned thought and imagination that exalts itself above God. Doing this means everything that tries to tell you what God didn't say is a lie. Those things have to be torn down because thoughts shape your imagination and your imagination impacts how you view yourself. It also impacts the world, how you see the world, how you see God, opportunities, trials, circumstances, and everything else going on in your life. Basically, every single thing that's going on in your life and how you view it will be shaped by what you think on and what you imagine. So you have to be really intentional. Number seven, call yourself who you see yourself becoming. Number eight, stop living a lie because it feels easier not to do the work. Healing can be painful and the process of healing can take a while. However, the belief that you're healed happens in an instant. So stop living in that lie. Number nine, be extremely aggressive with your becoming. You cannot afford to live beneath your true identity any more. Doing so has stolen so much from you. And I'm sure you're aware of that. But the truth is, you don't even know the half. And that should scare you a little bit. Because what has the enemy been able to steal from right under your nose that your false self didn't even recognize what was being snatched from you? All because you were viewing, all because you were viewing life from a lens of lies. What has he stolen from you? Because you weren't able to detect that things were being stolen because you were living in a false identity. That's scary. However, we can rest in knowing that God can redeem and restore everything, but you have to get back to who you truly are. And number 10, know that God saying it means that is what it is, period. If God said it, then that's it. So these steps can be applied to not only, you know, being the head and the tail, but you can apply it to anything. You can apply it to how you view yourself. If you see yourself as beautiful or ugly, apply that, these steps to that. 
apply it to your abilities, apply it to your hopes. You can apply it to anything. Just remember becoming takes work. So again, you can't be fake when you're living in God because living in him is living in truth. Faking it until you make it is a setup for failure. What's fake is choosing to live in debt, knowing you can't afford your current lifestyle, but instead of humbling yourself and submitting to God's instruction, you choose to continue to rack up your bills to keep up this false image in the eyes of other people. What's fake is being a mean girl because you won't build up the mental fortitude to sit with God and do the soul work so that you're able to present your most loving self to the world because being mean feels safer. What's fake is waking up depressed every day because you listen to your pride more than you listen to the Holy Spirit who's telling you to set the appointment with your counselor so that you can get this oppression off your soul because you feel like you don't need anybody. You can do everything on your own. That is fake. Those are some fake ways to live. Living beneath your means because pride's telling you it's safer here. You can do this on your own. You don't need anybody's help. You got to keep up this image because if not, then they're not going to like you. Those are fake relationships. Why would you want to keep relationships that would be threatened by your most authentic self showing up? You cannot afford to fake it until you make it. What you can't afford to do is being it until you see it. You want to know why? Because being it until you see it requires faith. And the Bible says that faith pleases God. The Bible also says that the devil is the father of lies. So as long as you're faking it, until you make it, you're living a lie and you're honoring the devil. You don't have time to be doing that. He is a thief. He steals and he destroys everything. It seems cute and it seems like a, you know, just a cute little phrase. I'm just going to fake it until I make it. Why would you do that to yourself? What is being built up in the phoniness of living as someone that you're not? Be it until you see it because your faith in becoming is pleasing to God and he is going to meet you at the level of your faith. He's going to meet you and he's going to supersede who you thought you could become. But you have to be willing to do the work to see that woman or man come to reality. So living a fake life will not pay off. You have to give yourself permission to be what you have yet to see. And it can be scary. Listen, when I say I understand, it can be scary. But let me tell you something. It's not tormenting. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear because fear has torment. But the beautiful thing about this process of becoming is that we're relying on God to reveal himself in us. Our image was made to represent who he is. We were made in his image. And when you're living in a false identity or when you're living from fear, or when you're living in doubt and denial, you open yourself up to be tormented. But when you choose to step out on faith, it can be scary. It doesn't mean it has to be tormenting. It's just a little scary because you've never been that person you've, or you've never seen yourself. You've never seen that version of you yet. That version of you hasn't been unveiled yet or revealed yet. 
And that can be scary. But just because you're scared in a moment doesn't mean you have to be tormented by making the step. Torment comes when you live in lies, when you live, when you choose to reside in fear. That's when you open yourself up to torment. But having moments where you're just a little scared, you're a little afraid to move out, you don't have to be tormented because you're still moving in faith. And God will always show up for the person moving in faith. And I said it last time, if for any reason you continue embarking on this process and you make the wrong decision or you think that God wants you to be this way and it's not quite right, he can redirect you and get you right and even use the things that you didn't do right to present the right version of you. You just got to move in faith. Becoming is a faith walk, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. So don't allow the enemy to steal what God has permitted you to do. You have to give yourself permission to become who you have yet to see in the flesh because you've seen her in your head. You've seen her in your mind, I'm sure. And that's where a lot of the fight can come in sometimes because it's like, okay, I see this woman and she seems so great. She seems so amazing. How the heck am I going to get to this place? How am I going to become that person? It seems so unreal. She seems so unrealistic. But if God is showing you this person, she's already real. She's already alive. That's who God breathed his breath into when he made you, when he formed you in your mother's womb. But because you were born into sin, because you were shaped by iniquity, because life had its way and you experienced things that, you know, pulled you away from who you were, it can be hard to see fully and clearly that that version of yourself and know that it's possible to become her. But it's extremely possible because if it wasn't, God would never show you that woman or that man. Your mind can change. You don't always have to think, man, I'm so ugly. You can believe that you're beautiful and look in the mirror one day and see a beautiful being. It's possible. But as long as your mind is being bombarded and barricaded with thoughts of what's not possible, you'll never step into the possibilities that God has for you. The self-actualization that God wants you to embrace. You'll never step into it if you don't give yourself permission to move into that thing. So whenever you're living beneath your means, you're living a fake life and fake lives do not produce real results. Every single result that's created from falsified living will not last. I can tell you that now. It's not going to last. In closing, just think of it this way. You can take time to make millions of counterfeit bills. They may look really good. They may feel good. They may even smell like bills that have made it around the block a time or two. But once you try cashing that thing in, Cops are being called. You're getting locked up. And life is going to spiral down a little bit because you are moving illegally. Faking it until you make it is just racking up charges that you cannot afford to pay. So be it until you see it because God 
will always make sure that the blessings that he's assigned to your life will find you. And he's already made provision for who you're supposed to be. So be it until you see it, because the blessing of God will always find who it's assigned to. I want to thank you for tuning into this eighth episode. Be it until you see it. Meet me here next week, because I'm going to let you know that it's okay to cry. And you don't have to hold things in. You don't have to hold things in. It's okay to release the tears and those tears unlock something. And as long as you're holding them in, you're holding parts of you back. So I want to thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you're being it until you see it because God can bless that woman. He can't bless who you pretend to be. I'm your host, Dale Pasco. Remember, you're too soft to be acting so hard.